Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Dark Crossroads. I hope everybody's having a wonderful day. Um, I'm always sending you guys good vibes and I've been absolutely loving hearing from all of our new subscribers and listeners. Um, today we're covering a case, a very, it's kind of a popular case, but I haven't heard about it for a while and I really wanted to dig deep into it myself. So this is an unsolved case. So if you have any information regarding it, please contact the number that will be listed at the end of the episode. But with that said, let's just jump right in. Bryce Laspiza is described by friends and family as a charming, charismatic, kind, and artistically talented 19-year-old. His cheerful and friendly demeanor immediately put people at comfort around him. It's easy to see from photos that he was the type of kid who stood out from a crowd with his red hair and his very bright green eyes. He was a talented artist majoring in graphic and industrial design at Sierra College in Rockland. Though he was just at the beginning of his career journey, he was already building an impressive portfolio of work. Bryce grew up in a very tight-knit family. He and his family were new to California, having spent Bryce's childhood time in Illinois. He and his parents made a cross-country move to California after he graduated from college. He seemed to be thriving in this new phase of his life. His freshman year at college appeared to go very well. He made a number of friends and had also started dating another student. When the school year ended, he went back to his parents' home in Laguna Niguel to spend the summer with them. For anybody that has gone through college and experienced all the changes that it brings, having a sense of freedom, meeting new people, it is not a mystery as to why the beginning of Bryce's sophomore year of college brought about a change in his behavior. Those around Bryce at school noticed that his alcohol intake had increased very dramatically and the two weeks before classes even starting. His odd demeanor did not seem to be entirely attributed to his alcohol intake, and when he started receiving pushback from his friends, he did admit that he had been taking the study drug Vyvanse. On August 26 of 2013, Bryce attended a speech class and a web design class that day, and he phoned his mother that night to tell her how much he loved her and his father. As far as his mother was concerned, the talk had been perfectly natural. Bryce was active and delighted about the new semester, and it didn't show like there was anything that she required to be worried about. His behavior with those at school was very different, though. Two days later, on Wednesday, August 28th of 2013, Bryce had been up for two to almost three days straight at this point, and was using Vyvanse recreationally to try and stay awake while also consuming alcohol. Bryce's roommate ends up calling Bryce's mom because he was very concerned about him and could not reach him. Bryce just was not listening to him. And for a college roommate to call your mom, I feel like any mother would know that that is a serious sign that their child needs help. Later that day, Bryce ends up giving away his Xbox and a pair of diamond earrings that his mother had given him. He also sent his girlfriend a text along the lines of saying, you're better off without me. And he also sent his roommate a text along the lines of saying, I love you, bro. Seriously, you're the best person I've ever met, and you've saved my soul. Around 11.30 that night, Bryce was trying to leave his ex-girlfriend's house. They had broken up at this point, but she withheld his car keys from him because she did not think that he was okay to drive, and she was clearly worried about him. 
He ends up calling his mom while having this kind of altercation with his now ex-girlfriend and telling her about the situation and asking her to tell his girlfriend to give him back his key so he can leave and go home. She ends up taking Bryce's side and his keys were returned to him and he ends up leaving his girlfriend's house to head back to his parents' house. Bryce is one hour away from his apartment from the south and seems like he'll be home early or later on in the afternoon. Bryce seemed to have other plans, though. See, Bryce was sitting in his car in the absolute middle of nowhere for at least a couple of hours. At around 11 a.m., so this is 12 hours after talking with his girlfriend and his mother, his mother receives a call that at around 9 a.m., the Toyota Highlander that Bryce was in needed roadside assistance. There was a charge for Castro Tire and Truck in Button Willow at about noon, this is about three hours north of Laguna Nigel, the complete opposite direction of where he would be coming from. The representative that gave his mother a call stated that Bryce ran out of gas. He filled up his tank around noon, and his estimated time of arrival at his parents' house would be 3 to 3.30 p.m. His mother started becoming extremely concerned when Bryce did not arrive home at the estimated 3 or 3.30 and she hadn't heard from him in quite a while. She ends up filing a missing persons report and had AT&T do an emergency ping on his cell phone. The ping showed that Bryce was still in Button Willow and had been there for nine hours at this point. Police do end up finding him in a spot only eight miles from where he was at noon getting his gas filled. Deputies said that he was lucid, they called his parents, and Bryce was very reluctant to talk to them. When Karen asked what he was doing, he just replied, I'm just blowing off steam. Bryce's car ends up being found abandoned at Castaic Lake, which is about two hours north of Laguna Nigel and about an hour south of Button Willow. The search turned up nothing in terms of his body. A camera snapped Bryce driving up a hill at around 2.15 a.m. and then again at 4.29 a.m., which leaves a little over a two-hour gap of unknown activity. Later on in the search, bloodhounds traced his scent from his car across a dam and then it stopped at a truck stop. Authorities performed an extensive search for the missing Bryce, even using cadaver dogs and divers to dredge the lake, but they wound up empty-handed. Since then, dozens of theories have been made about what happened to Bryce, with many believing he was suffering from a mental health crisis. His parents, to this day, still hold out hope that someday they will learn the truth about what happened to their son. They currently have an active Facebook for him where they share updates about the case and help get his story out. Almost 13 hours later, the mechanic, Christian, that had helped him before, drives by the same location and ends up finding that Bryce had not left yet. The mechanic ends up phoning his mother, and they were able to get him to leave. The mechanic follows him for about 10 miles before going on his way. He followed him all the way onto the on-ramp of the freeway to make sure that he was heading back home to his parents. Bryson's parents hear from him several more times, but Bryce never ends up coming home. What actually happened to Bryce in these few fateful days before his disappearance is completely unknown to this day. Bryce Lespiza's birthday was April 30th, 1994, and the day he went missing was August 31st, 2013. 
At the age of his disappearance, he was 19, and today he would be 29 years old. His name is number is MP21970. He is a white Caucasian male, 5'11", around 170 pounds, with red hair and green eyes. If you have any information regarding Bryce Lespiza, please contact 949-292-4400. You can also email findbrycelespiza at gmail.com, or you can visit a Facebook page, facebook.com slash findbrycelespiza. There is a $5,000 reward out for any information regarding his disappearance. Bryce also has a very distinctive um, tattoo on his left arm, on like the top of his arm. I will have a picture of that on our social media and on the website. So if you go to our show notes, you will see links to our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, our subscription page, and website, and you can just click on any of those, whatever social media you use, it will bring you to us, and it will have links to wherever the podcast will be, but also it will have pictures of Bryce and anything that can make him remarkable. All right, guys, thanks for hanging out again today. I hope that you like this episode. I really wanted to do this for a long time, but I really wanted to do some solid research on it first. Um, I do have some suggestions that were sent in from my listeners of cases to follow, and I just want you guys to know that I will be covering those cases. I have been researching them and digging deep into a lot of things, and they will be coming out soon, so keep an eye out for my new releases, new episodes on social media. Also, it would be so helpful if you would like and share or even comment on any of the posts on social media or just sharing the podcast. Um, It really gets us out there and it helps us keep going and getting higher up in the charts. So it's a free way to support us and all of this is coming out of pocket and we're slowly building, but um, just sharing or liking is a, it makes a huge difference. It really does. And I just want to say that we are so thankful for every listener. I'm so thankful that I'm able to cover these cases and get the word out. And I cannot wait to just keep on doing this and building this platform and helping friends and family of all of these victims. Also, I, I'm absolutely loving the scary stories that are sent in from all the listeners. And I love hearing about them and I love reading them. So if you have anything you want to send us, any case suggestions or any stories, just send it to darkcrossroadspodcast at gmail.com. And you can also just go to our website, www.darkcrossroadspodcast.com, and you can send in any suggestions or any stories that you want read on the podcast. All right. With that said, thank you guys so much for you, your continued support and love. And it's, it's unbelievable. I did not know it would get this great when I started this podcast. And I'm absolutely blessed to have you guys as a community. All right. But with that said, don't forget to be weird, stay different, and don't trust anyone. Dark Crossroads Podcast is brought to you by Problem Wildlife.
Problem Wildlife serves Western Massachusetts and has been humanely protecting your house and family from unwanted pests for over 20 years. Take back your space with an animal control service that you can trust. They are family-owned, fully licensed, and are knowledgeable and dependable. To find out more about their services, simply visit their website at www.problemwildliferemoval.com. Again, that's www.problemwildliferemoval.com. And the website will also be included in our show notes. The Curiosity Box delivers the cerebral fascination of Vsauce right to your door through engaging science toys, surprising puzzles, and books that expand our understanding of the universe. The creators worked together to create, design, and handpick each illuminating item in the Curiosity Box, including constructive kits, brain games, and imaginative custom t-shirts. Every quarterly delivery will turn your home into a laboratory of wonder. If you have always been curious about the world around you, then subscribe to the Curiosity Box and have access to the most popular science education network on YouTube as it energizes a community of Earth's most inquisitive minds with videos spanning science, math, and the human experience. And now all of that passion is in a box pulled out the screen and put in your hands. You can also receive monthly courses spanning popular academic disciplines to inspire and nurture the next generation of curious thinkers, innovators, and inventors. They are delivering a deeper learning experience through AR, VR, and video lessons on the MEL app. Join the curious community on their journey to explore the world, celebrate the amazing, and support brains for the future of our pale blue dot and beyond.